Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter. 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 And the Half Drunk Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Harry Potter and the Half-Drunk Podcast. This is Chapter 21. I'm Sam. And I'm Emily. And today we are joined by Natalie, who was our Halloween contest winner. So Natalie submitted into the contest of her dressed up as Harry Potter, and we selected her as the winner. So welcome, Natalie. Hello. Was it a slutty Harry Potter? Yeah. (laughs) Congratulations, Natalie. Can make anything slutty on Halloween, right? Yeah. Well, you know, what's college for? <laughs> so actually, Natalie and I went to college together, um, and we sat across from each other in studio, and we get, talked, I guess, for one of the first times about <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> so that was that. But first, um, before we get into any content, do you want to introduce the drink of the week, Sam? Um, I can, though I'm not drinking it. <laughs> it's what is it? Is it icy light? Icy light. So it stands for Iron City Light. Um, it's one of Natalie's favorite beers, and I thought it would be appropriate considering Natalie's a Pittsburgh native, and we're recording in Pittsburgh. So perfect fit. Everyone go find yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And I have nothing against it. I'm just not drinking this week <laughs> because I feel well. I'm drinking Gatorade. <laughs> I good. don't feel very well. <laughs> um, and honestly, I don't know if I'd be able to find it since it's a native Pittsburgh beer. So you guys have to tell me all about it. I mean, to be honest, like, I think this is one of the first times I've ever had it. it tastes like re- like any light beer. It does. It just kind of tastes like a... So would you Bud. compare it to, like, a Bud Light or, like, a Mick Ultra or something? Yeah. Or is it better? like a Bud Light. Bud Light-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a little bit lighter. Yeah. It's all right. You know, mm-hmm. if you're in Pittsburgh, try it. You it's probably beer. already have, so. <laughs> um, but the colors are gold and black because it's a Pittsburgh beer. Um, Steelers. Mm-hmm. Steelers. Pretty much every sports yeah, team, actually. Yeah, they all have um, it. Yeah, but that's good because, Natalie, what house are you in? Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> represent. <laughs> hey, you know what else is yellow and black? What? Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. So I'm the nice. only Ravenclaw in the house right now. Yeah, okay. that's all right. We've had more Ravenclaws on this show, I feel like, than Hufflepuffs. Yeah, we really have. But I'm just glad you're not a Gryffindor because we've <laughs> had so many Gryffindors, it's, like, not even funny. I um, secretly wanted to be, obviously. But I don't know. I was happy with something else. Yeah. It's a good house to be in. I feel like it's an underrated house. Mm-hmm. I think there's a point in, like, everybody who is not truly a Gryffindor's life where you just have to, like, come to accept that you can't always be a Gryffindor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I clearly wanted to be a Gryffindor for forever, too, right? Because I, like, loved the trio and I loved the books and, like, that's just what we know more of. But then I was just like, if I'm really being true to myself... <laughs> Yeah, I'm a Hufflepuff. And there's so much respect in that, and there's nothing to be, like, ashamed of. So, proud of you, girl. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm the same way, you know? Like, when me and Sam first went to Harry Potter World in Orlando, like, we 
of course, you know, bought all the Gryffindor mm-hmm. stuff. But if we're being honest, and I'm being honest with myself, and since both of you know me, like, I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> Sometimes I'm snooty, and that's fine, and I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone who knows me knows that. So, you know. I literally have a Gryffindor mug, scarf, and cloak. I need to... Yeah. I'm covered up with my Gryffindor blanket right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had to buy a Ravenclaw mug for school because I was like, I have to look intellectual. I'm in grad school. I feel like I definitely could (laughs) rock the Hufflepuff scarf, though, because it's black and gold, so I could just wear it and no one would even really know. Yeah, exactly. But it'd be so cool if they just assumed that it was Hufflepuff and Mm -hmm. not... (laughs) <laughs> I would if I saw it. <laughs> I'd be like, yes, girl. <laughs> I'd probably be walking up to random people who are about to go to a fucking Steelers game and be like, yeah, Hufflepuff, right? And like, no, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> they look at you like, what the hell is this girl's issue? I'm like, yep. All right, cool. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you want to tell us your Patronus now? Um, it is a squirrel. Yeah, she got a squirrel, what? too. Yeah! <laughs> you guys are like twins. What kind of squirrel? Oh, looks like a brown squirrel, so she got Oh, okay. We're sisters. We're not twins. Oh. It's still it's related. Acceptable. Yeah, still that's related. still really cool. I mean, it's not cool. Like, we both know it's not cool, <laughs> but it's cool for me. <laughs> hey, I go to Kent, and they have black squirrels there, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh. They're, like, sneaky. They, like, they're so much faster than, like, the regular squirrels, and they fight. It's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just when you said that, and when you said they have black squirrels, I was like, wow, that's, like, the ninja squirrel. (laughs) They're, like, known for it. You know how people get those, like, stickers on their car that say, like, um, the marathons? Yeah. Like, Kentab ones that have a squirrel outline. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's so funny. See, my brother went to Kent, and I... I mean, I, I saw black squirrels, but I guess I never realized, like, that's why everyone yeah, had It's funny, at IU they had white squirrels. What is what? this with college campuses and different colored squirrels? Do they put something in the fucking nuts on the trees? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. think Pitt has squirrels. We just have no. pigeons. Yeah, rabid pigeons. We have a lot of pigeons. They're basically part squirrel. They literally <laughs> drag pizza. Sorry, did you say rabbit pigeons? Or rabbit. Rabbit. <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> oh, okay. They literally so That will, was like, like a very disturbing image that just popped <laughs> in my head. <laughs> On Sunday mornings, you can see them like dragging pieces of pizza that have been left behind. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. I'm I mean, you could probably find me doing that too. Honestly. So. <laughs> I can, I'm just really glad that no one's Patronus has been a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's fun. I'm glad that I can have someone who's pretty much in solidarity with me on the Patronus front. And the house. What are the mm-hmm. odds? Yeah, definitely. Let's let's find out your wand. Maybe maybe you've got a cypress wand too. Elm wand, phoenix feather, eleven and three quarters, yielding flexibility. Cool, you have a phoenix feather. Mm. I'm a little she's bit jealous flexible. of that. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. What? Did, and she's flexible. Do we have a unicorn hair? Was that ours? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we both oh. have unicorn. I like that. Do you know your Ilvermorny house? Uh, I think it's Thunderbird. Nice. Welcome hey. to the club. <laughs> <laughs> Another Hufflepuff turned Thunderbird, mm. like me. So we were like three out of four. I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. So this should be interesting, but. Um, I might not before... even be on the podcast after this. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. 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 Um, so, Natalie, let's hear a little bit about, like, how you got into Harry Potter. Yeah. So, my mom and sister were, like, way in deep. I was, like, I haven't read all of the books. I've read the first three. And then I kind of jumped on board with them whenever we started going and seeing the movies, the midnight premieres. We went to a few of those. I actually... We all, like, dressed up to one of them, and my, we only had one pair of glasses, which me, my brother, and sister fought over, and my sister won them, so I drew Harry Potter glasses on my face with eyeliner <laughs> for the midnight premiere. That's amazing. But that's awesome. That's It was pretty much them. They, like, I remember religiously, like, my mom read the last book like in one night stayed up all night and then gave it to my sister the next day <laughs> like they yeah. were so crazy nice that's not crazy <laughs> um so you still only read the first three yes okay i'm gonna have to adjust the trivia questions <laughs> every break i'm like yeah i'm gonna read one and then it's just like mm. well you should this should be your break that you yeah. read it. i mean it's your first grad well second grad school break except she'd have to pick up what the fourth book and that one is it's a doozy (laughs) well she could reread the third one and have like the best book kind of (laughs) just (laughs) jump right into it i don't know so like i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast um natalie and i went to school together and then we started talking about tattoos because we figured out we both have harry potter tattoos Mm -hmm. so I have my Deathly Hollows with Sam, which we've shared on the Instagram page. But if you didn't see it on Instagram, we got them soon after I turned 18. Emily turned 18 first, then I turned 18, and we went and got them on the opposite feet. It was, so like, pretty we, much the day after you turned 18. We didn't tell your was, mom. I was just, just like, went. bye, Mom. Leaving. <laughs> Going to get a tattoo. <laughs> so later, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. And she looked at it and she said, well, it's prettier than I thought it would be. That's what she <laughs> said to us. We, she didn't say that after the third one. <laughs> I still only have one, mostly because I, like, cannot commit to something that I don't know. Like this one, remember, Sam, we would, like, draw them on our feet. Like, we really prepared. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, we wanted to make sure that it was the right Because originally I had mine on my wrist. It was just... Yeah. Yeah. But we also got the question, though. We got the question, what if you guys aren't friends anymore? I'm like, I'm still going to like Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you just don't tell people that you got it with your friend. You're like, yeah, I just like Harry Potter. <laughs> It would be unfortunate, but I'm still always going to love Harry Potter. Like, that's... If there's anything constant in my life, that is it. Excuse me. (laughs) What? Just saying if you weren't there. What gives? And if, like, (laughs) we've been friends for this long, (laughs) you're not getting rid of me. Oh, boy. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Natalie, sorry. What is your tattoo? So, I have Loomis Loomis in, like, the signature harry potter the book writing when you harry potter font oh that's uh-huh. so cool it's on the back of her neck and then my sister has Knox. oh i like that and Aww. she's a teacher so she wants something like a little smaller and we bought it on the back of our necks because it's just a little more hidden yeah and she even though i don't look at right now i was blonde when i was little and she has brunette hair so like we've kind of played with like the light oh that's dark. cute that's yeah. cute sam we should get that <laughs> <laughs> Two Harry Potter tattoos. Hmm? Hmm? I mean, I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly forget about it. I'll have my hair up, and people will be like, 
what is that? Or they'll be some people notice it and are like, is that a Harry Potter tattoo? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yep, it is. Thanks <laughs> for reminding me. I forgot it's back there. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a great talking point. Like I've been out before. Like I mm-hmm. okay, so I've been out to the bar before. And say I'm just like wearing sandals or something. I don't fucking know. But there have been multiple guys who will come up and just be like, "Is that Deathly Hollows on your foot?" I'm just like, "Fuck yeah, it is!" And you're buying me a drink. <laughs> See, we have the opposite approach. Like, if they don't know what it is, I can't be with them. <laughs> well, no, these guys know what it is. If they don't know what it is, I don't talk to them. No, I know, but I I used to quiz people. Like, if I was, like, oh. talking to a guy for, like, a long period of time, and then I would be like, all right, do you know what this is? And they were like, no. I'd be like, this, is, this won't next. work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, this I wouldn't just go work. up and talk to somebody. It's like, if they pointed it out, I'm like, all right, you know you know the way to my heart. <laughs> That's Harry true. Potter and alcohol. Yeah, well, obviously. Look at our podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. That's why I followed my passion. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, cool. Yeah. That's cool. I wonder, like, how many of our listeners have Harry Potter tattoos? Because I feel like it's a very common thing now mm-hmm. to I have one. I always wish that I could, like, pull off the hard-ass sleeve look because I definitely would get, like, the dark I did, mark. too. Like, that would be a sick tattoo. It would. It really <laughs> would. I couldn't do it. People would look at me and start laughing if I had a tattoo sleeve. They'd be like, really? <laughs> You're a Ravenclaw. Sit down. Go read a book. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. I mean, you have pink hair right now. I know. It's temporary, though. It's cute. Thanks. All right. So, yes. this episode isn't all just going to be us talking <laughs> about nothing. Um, <laughs> so, this is a fan theory episode where we're going to present to you multiple fan theories. Um, this has been requested by listeners for us to do. And it'll be just something light and fun. So Yeah. So, the first theory was actually presented to us by one of our listeners. Um, She told us to check this out, and honestly, it makes a whole lot of fucking sense, and it blew my mind, and I'm 100% on board with it. So I'm going to just break it down for you guys, and then you can tell me what you think about it. Okay. So this theory is that Dementors are more drawn to Harry than other people because he has more than one soul. Yeah, that makes sense. A.K.A. He had an eighth of Voldemort's soul in him. So he has 1.125 souls, to be exact. (laughs) And so this also could explain why Harry had a more negative reaction to the Dementors and his friends. um, Because he had more for the Dementors to feed on. And so he was... His worst memory is what he hears when the Dementors are, like, attacking him, right? He's hearing his mom scream. So that's definitely his worst memory. But it kind of doesn't make sense, right? Because he's only one years old, and how many people actually remember anything from when they're one year old? Like, your brain isn't really developed enough to store memories, and I think everybody just kind of accepted it, because, like, it's Harry Potter, and it's, I mean, I guess fictional. And we were just like, (laughs) well, okay, we'll just give J.K. Rowling that. Um, But... It could be Voldemort's worst memory, because that's the moment his soul was ripped apart for the last time by the curse that backfired and stripped him of his power. So really, it could be Voldemort's soul reliving that memory and not Harry. So... That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I say this fan theory is correct. That was just like a mic drop. I mean... (laughs) Honestly, yeah, there's like not a lot to say. 
Like, I think it could honestly be either of their memories. Like, yes, like, you can't obviously form those memories as a baby. But it is a pretty traumatic experience. So maybe you can remember part of it. Because he does remember the green light. The flash of green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then again, maybe he's growing up with Voldemort's memory because he's an eighth Voldemort. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. You see, I don't know. I feel like maybe this is like a reach. Like it's a reach that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it's like a... But it definitely does make sense considering like it didn't go near Ron or Hermione, the Dementor. I think the like (laughs) 1.125 souls (laughs) definitely makes sense. The other things like just kind of... Like I think you could really just leave it as the extra soul. Be like, yeah, "Yeah, that makes sense. He's more... Yeah, than one sure. person, so why not go to that? Yeah, I like this yeah. theory. I think it makes sense. It's like a one for one point one two five for a Dementor, <laughs> so it's a bargain. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is one. Um, another one that I think maybe we've. I don't know if we've talked about it before. Uh, I know Emily and I. I think have talked about it before. It's a pretty common one. I think that has been brought up. It's that J.K. Rowling is actually Rita Skeeter. Um, So everybody remembers Rita. She's like the relentless, morally challenged journalist. Um, Well, one theory is that she stopped living in the magical world after everybody hated her for like not telling the truth about them or just like embellishing everything. And she went to live with the muggles and instead of just picking up a normal day job she decided to write the story of harry potter and um the ministry of magic just let her go on with it knowing that no one would believe her and that means that jk rowling is actually rita skeeter (laughs) and the whole story is true which also means that we are actually muggles and we're not going to hogwarts ever (laughs) um what do you think natalie i mean i think theory wise it's like a good idea. <laughs> Sadly, I don't want to think that it's not real. Because then it would just mean Harry Potter's not real. But it is. You just got so sad. I know. Yeah, I agree. I I think it's a nice idea. Mm-hmm. Um, probably what I'll tell my kids if they ask me if Harry Potter is actually real one day. Um, yeah. <laughs> but It's no. like a legend. Yeah. Like, not a theory, like a, yeah, you would tell like people, legend. like. Yeah, I just, like, is. don't, I feel like Rita Skeeter was, like, borderline personality kind of evil. Mm-hmm. And I don't see J.K. Rowling as doing that, because she's, like, a humanitarian, right? Um, so, like, that would be have to be, like, a 180 of personality. Unless she wrote herself that way. Yeah, so people wouldn't know. So people would be, like, definitely, that's not her. Well, if that was the case, then she wouldn't be, like, shunned by the man. Well, she might have, like, been shunned for another reason. Maybe she, like, is a bitch, right? And then, She's like, a reformed bitch? Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't <laughs> like this theory. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of thought went into it, but I'm not gonna get on board with it, mainly because I'm still under the illusion that I have magical powers and that my Hogwarts letter got lost in the mail. And it did, girl. Yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> I'm with you. Maybe I'll tell my kids that one day. And they're like, <laughs> Mom, I'm 10. I'm almost going to be 11. Is Hogwarts really real? I'm just like, yeah. That's when Auntie M will send them their Hogwarts letter. Right. Are you going to take them to Scotland? Sure. Put them in a castle and teach them magic? <laughs> if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do want. I also want to win the lottery and make that happen. If you pay me, I'll do it. <laughs> well, we'll see where I'm at in 10 years. Actually, make that 20. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next one. All right, so this one I thought was pretty interesting. I'm not sure how much of a theory it is until the end as just like an observation. Um, but here we go. So it's called the Golden Trio House Theory. So the Harry Potter Golden Trio are actually representations of other houses. Harry is obviously a Slytherin. Hermione a Ravenclaw, and Ron being a Hufflepuff. They're all in Gryffindor because they asked. The theory argues that maybe everyone could have been in other houses if they hadn't asked to be in Gryffindor. You have to ask to be in Gryffindor because their most defining feature is bravery, and anyone can choose to be brave. So, the thing I want to point out, though, before we discuss this, is that Neville actually asked to not be put in Gryffindor. He asked to be put in Hufflepuff. Really? Because I was going to ask, do you think Neville asked to be in Gryffindor because I feel like he should be in Hufflepuff? Well, he asked to be in Hufflepuff, but the sorting hat did not put him there. So well, I it's because he showed how brave he was. Yeah, and I think that Neville is, like, an extremely brave character if you look back. Like, he stood up to them when he, mm-hmm. like, sucked at magic and knew Hermione was probably going to do something. So I'd, I feel like, yes, you can see how all of the trio identifies with these houses, but... What do you think about if you're asked to be put in Gryffindor, if you will? I mean, for me, like, we see that Harry is asking not to be put in Slytherin. Yeah. So part of me feels like the Sorting Hat is just going to, like, take what you want into an account. And, like, if you really didn't want to be in a house, they'd be like, okay, fine. But I guess I guess not with Neville. So I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe the Sorting Hat just knew for sure that Neville was a true Gryffindor, even though he felt he should be a Hufflepuff, and he didn't know for sure if Harry should be a Slytherin or a Gryffindor. So the fact that Harry was like, just don't put me in Slytherin, he's like, all right, well, then you're going to be in Gryffindor. Um, But I do think that there's something to that. Like, you have to have the courage to just say, I really want to be in Gryffindor, but I kind of feel like a lot of kids would do that. You know, so does every Gryffindor sit on the stool and just their hats is on the head and they're just like, I really want to be a Gryffindor. And he's like, Gryffindor. (laughs) Or is there anyone who's just sits there and he's like, yep, you're a Gryffindor. Gryffindor. So I don't know. What do you think, Matt? Now that makes me think like why obviously Harry didn't want to be in Slytherin because he like heard of it. But like, did the hat know like secretly about his... Voldemort part and he was like oh he will like might not thrive the right way there that's a that's another theory then yeah it's a whole nother (laughs) Natalie is writing her (laughs) yeah I feel like the hat knows a lot yeah I feel like the hat probably knows because it can basically like read your mind and I feel like it probably can see into the future a Mm -hmm. little bit and I think you know like putting Hermione in Ravenclaw right obviously be a good choice but also, it wouldn't challenge her. Yeah. Because, like, she's already bright. She's already, you know, fits all the things. But then you have to look at people who are in Ravenclaw, and it's people like Luna. 
who like is bright, mm -hmm. but in her own way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like wouldn't thrive in any other house. Yeah. So I think that even if like you are identified with another house, the fact that you have the bravery to be like, I don't want to be in that house. Mm -hmm. Maybe that, maybe that could fit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think that Ron definitely is just in Gryffindor because he's a Weasley. And that's what I was going to yeah. say, is I feel like there's got to be some sort of, like, family lineage that goes into it as well. Yeah. Because of, like, all the Malfoys are in Slytherin, all the Weasleys are in Gryffindor. The like, long bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they just, like, give you the benefit of the doubt just because of your blood a little bit. And maybe that's the reason why Harry was putting Gryffindor after he's like just not Slytherin they're like all right well Gryffindor because you're a Potter and Neville was like all right I really want to be in Hufflepuff and he's like well I get that and that's cute but you're <laughs> gonna find out that you're actually brave and you belong in Gryffindor because also the Longbottoms were in Gryffindor. Do you think so, yeah. the hat knew that like he had to put Hermione, Ron, and Harry together too? I feel like that was a good move on his part if he did that's a because good like maybe they wouldn't have become friends if yeah he did i mean if they did it'd probably be later along like luna became friends with them in the fifth book yeah so it wouldn't be as like solidified as a relationship and probably wouldn't have been as helpful to harry when he's like learning about himself and his path mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i think it's an interesting theory i think that honestly though at the end of the day the sorting hat does leave a lot up to like what the kid wants mm -hmm. to be in. Because, like, you have to keep in mind, like, yeah, all the muggles want to be in Gryffindor, right? Because, like, that's the only house we're really shown. But I doubt that, like, wizard kids only want to be in Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah. Once, because they're probably raised with parents who are in, like, two different houses mm -hmm. or whatever, because, like, Percy and Penelope Clearwater got together, right? And they weren't in the same house. So, like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, whatever parent you identify more with, or if you're, like, muggle-born, like, you have no idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same thing with, like, sports teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you pick and choose. And sometimes you're born into it. Yeah. So if you guys were to go and be sorted and sit on the stool and have McGonagall place the hat on your head, and would you, would you ask to be in the house that you're in, or do you think you would just, like... Would there be any other house that you would ask to be in? I feel like I'd have a Malfoy situation. I feel like the hat wouldn't even have to touch my head. Yeah. And it would be like <laughs> Ravenclaw. Because that's what's going to happen. I, I feel mean, like I'd be new, too nervous to ask. I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to let it tell me what, to, what the heck to do. Well, I like that. I don't know. I think it does take it into account, though. And I kind of like that, too. Because it gives the kid some say. Yeah. So this next theory is unique um and i feel like it's a pretty common theory as well but i'm gonna break it down a little bit um i've never so heard this how is this common <laughs> you haven't heard this no oh okay well i had <laughs> well you're a hufflepuff so that's true um so this theory is that everyone in hufflepuff was high so <laughs> It's a pretty simple theory, if you think about it. Um, it explains the laid-back, jovial attitude of Hufflepuffs. Also, their head of house is the professor of herbology. And that makes herbology. sense. Herbology. Um, their common room and dormitory is right by the kitchen, so that's easy access for whenever they get the munchies. 
and the common room is described as being a very zen place with lots of plants and sunlight and you know um also the badger is a creature that is notorious for not giving a fuck hey badger don't care (laughs) yeah have you anyone seen the honey badger youtube video (laughs) honey badger don't care (laughs) and you know who else doesn't give a fuck stoners stoners don't give any fucks um and then Helga Hufflepuff accepted pretty much any and all students into her house. She didn't <laughs> discriminate. She didn't. <laughs> she was just welcomed all with loving arms because she was just very happy and jovial. And I feel like stoners are too. Um, so, yeah. And then, I mean, I guess the obvious huff and puff in the name. I mean, can we be any more obvious here? Hufflepuffs were definitely the stoner equivalents at Hogwarts, this theory suggests. What do you think? I have a lot of thoughts. Um, first, I think we should preface that we are not advertising marijuana on this podcast. No. Um, we did not write this theory. Just feel like I should throw that out there. Um, no, it's just a theory that's been presented. Yes, but I think this is fun. I, like, I, think, it's, I think it's a fun theory. Like, you know, obviously the name, and I've heard people joke that, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, they're stoners or whatever. But it makes a lot of sense if you think about where their common room is and the herbology thing. I would have never yeah. thought about that, but it's true. And a lot of Hufflepuffs, if now that I'm, like, thinking about it, are, like, chill all the time. I mean, look at Cedric Diggory. Yeah, that boy mm-hmm. was like, how about a bath? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, no, this theory is right. This theory is 100%. Because who thinks like that? Who? I would not. I would not be like, yeah, I'm going to just go bathe with this egg. But like, I'm going to take my egg, and then I'm going to put it in the water. A stone, I wouldn't think like that. Yeah. I'm going to go take a bath my <laughs> with this egg. <laughs> just, like, open it and hear it screech. Be like, hmm, wonder what this would sound like underwater. <laughs> Do you all think Trelawney's a Hufflepuff? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Broaden your mind. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think this is maybe JK I mean, Ron was just having fun with it. And mm-hmm. she was I think like, so. I, yeah, I think she was just like planting the seeds. Not that wasn't like a no pun intended there. I think she was just <laughs> like, <laughs> she's just like, oh, how can I make this even more like believable? What did now that makes me think, what did I can't remember what Cedric changed into to go underwater he had the bubble charm oh okay yeah so his head like had a big bubble around it why so didn't he breathe. have the gillyweed that the gillyweed <laughs> <laughs> he should have had the gillyweed well because he had a puff of clouds around him <laughs> that's true okay. maybe Cedric was actually was high the whole time that's why he was so calm in the graveyard it was like where are we this is normal for me <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. I think it's just funny. It's a funny theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, what's the next one? So our fifth theory is Arthur Weasley was actually under the Imperious Curse. So in this theory, the Weasley family patriarch, Arthur, was placed under the Imperious Curse by Voldemort and his Death Eaters during the Dark Lord's rise to power the first time making him one of the few legitimate victims of the curse in the world, where most of those who claimed 
they had been bewitched were just doing it to justify the actions they took under Voldemort's reign. So that's referring to a lot of the Death Eaters when they were caught were like, oh, it was just under the Imperius curse. So anyway, at the time, Weasley would have been a young up-and-comer in the Ministry of Magic, making him a perfect target for Death Eaters to looking to get a foothold in the organization to take advantage of him. It also cites Arthur's particular hatred of Lucius Malfoy, who blamed his actions on the Imperius Curse, as well as his strong respect for Mad-Eye Moody, who the theory proposes was the R who investigated Arthur's case and realized that he was telling the truth. Another large piece of evidence comes in Barty Crouch Jr. described as Moody's response to Ron, correctly identifying the Imperius Curse in defense against the Dark Arts class because his father told him about it. The quote is, Ah, yes. Crouch, actually, Mad Eye Moody or whichever, responds, Your father would know about that one, wouldn't he? This theory may be hard to confirm without a rolling intervention, but it does seem plausible. It's Um, a weird one. Yeah. I mean, I see it, but I feel like it's kind of reachy. Yeah. There's just... I mean, like, the moody thing makes sense. It's like, oh, yeah, you would know about that. But, yeah. like, I don't know about all the I other mean, things. I mean, I just feel like there would be, like, fallout from that that we would know about if Arthur had been under the Imperious Curse. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it would be, but I feel like things would be different somehow. Um, like, the way that he acted and just, like, I just feel like there would be something different that we would know about. I don't know what I'm getting at, but yeah. I just feel like there would be mm-hmm. fallout. And then the part about Moody or Crouch or whatever saying your father would know that one. I mean, maybe that's just because he works at the ministry yeah, and he was there was when all that was happening. And he just, like, remembers clearly all the people who were like, oh, yeah, Imperius Curse, Imperius Curse. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I think that this was a reach. I thought it was interesting because it's like, what are you trying to say about the Weasleys, right? Yeah. Because, like, I feel like they would have been looked at in a darker light if this had been true. And also, like, Arthur Weasley never hurt anyone. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't care who you are. He's, like, the nicest person ever. He just is fascinated yeah. by a rubber duck. So <laughs> so what are they trying to imply by saying yeah. he was under the Imperius curse? I'm not a fan like, of he this. He didn't do shit wrong. Not a fan of this. How could he have done so many normal things? Yeah. Like, that no one would know. And let's be real, Molly would fucking know if her husband was under <laughs> the <laughs> that she didn't put him on. Yeah. Molly wouldn't let that happen, so I just think this is debunked. Okay. Well, that was fun. Yeah. It's always fun to look at those theories. I wish I could make one out myself. Like you that? should. You can. You just have to, like... So, basically, when we're doing research for these and we read the theories... Like, I read, like, ten mm-hmm. this past week, and... Really, like, you just have to find a little bit of evidence. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just got to run with it. It's kind of what I'm getting Which at. means, for you, Natalie, you need to finish reading. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, while you're reading, you might be like, oh, my gosh, yeah. look, there's something. And you know, like, J.K. Rowling has, I feel like she drops these Easter eggs for us mm-hmm. sometimes so we can, like, do these kind of things. And then she'll confirm or deny them. Because she has confirmed some of them to be true. Yeah. Or said, like, with the... Dumbledore being death one, which we discussed on our Hallows episode, mm-hmm. that she thought that was a beautiful theory, is what she tweeted. So who knows if it's right yeah. or wrong, but she likes it. So I did have one by J.K. Rowling. that Harry wasn't actually an accident. 
Because he goes, like, Voldemort goes from using, like, inanimate objects, like, putting his soul into, to Nagini, and then to Harry. So, like, maybe he's just experimenting with, like, hmm. animals and, and you humans. you think that was the one that just went wrong? She doesn't yeah. think that Harry was an accident, though, like, everyone. Like, was. a happy accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or, like, would so he have done it down the line anyways? I feel like I mean, maybe possibly with Bellatrix. Yeah. I feel like she would let him do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like he if he was going to do that, I don't think he would do that to the one person he knew he had to kill. That's true. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So or did you want the challenge? I mean, <laughs> I think it's possible or maybe he just wanted to be able to control him and just like I don't but then yeah. if he had to kill him, like he would know he'd have to kill part of his soul, mm-hmm. which wouldn't help him. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's worth exploring. Yeah. It's something to think about for sure. Yeah. All right. Do we um, want to move? Is it trivia, trivia time? Yeah. Yay! Dun dun dun. Okay. <laughs> Good luck, Natalie. Do you guys have drink left? Yeah. Do you want to open the next one? Sure. All right. <laughs> Hold the phone, Sam. <laughs> All right. We're ready. Okay. Um, so I'm going to try to keep these <laughs> with the first three books in mind. Yeah. Um, so let's start out with which of Ron's brothers was a Gryffindor prefect in Harry's first year? Percy? Yes. Correct. So I drink, not Sam. <laughs> Lame. Drink your Gatorade. I mean, I can, I can drink my Gatorade. <laughs> Get those electrolytes. <laughs> Chug it. Mmm. Okay, let's go a little bit harder. Let's test the waters a little bit. What secret name do Harry, Ron, and Hermione use to refer to Sirius Black? Oh my gosh. Oh, this might not be in the third book. It is. It's at the end. Is it? But it's, like, very specific. Uh, I don't know. Drink. (laughs) (laughs) It's Snuffles. Because he's his animagus is a dog. Mm. Snuffles? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Snuffles. I feel like Snuffles is like cute. They like should have just called him Padfoot, <laughs> though. No one would have known. Yeah. I like. I mean, it, no one would have known that was like against him. Only like I don't know. Um, I'm not going to critique her choice of nickname. Me neither. I love it. <laughs> um, what does the spell Obliviate do? Makes. People forget who you are. Yep, kind of. Oh, I'll no. accept it. I'll accept it. Um, it removes a person's memory. Hermione uses it on her parents. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just forget who you are. It's just like forget whatever they want you to forget, pretty much. But yeah, good job and good reference. <laughs> <laughs> what is the creature in Hagrid's first Care of Magical Creatures lesson? Buckbeak? Yes. Yes, a hippogriff. I've always wanted a hippogriff. Me too. I love when he... Isn't that the one he rides and, like, puts his arms out and he's just, like, screaming? Yeah, but I actually (laughs) saw something, or someone pointed out, like, in the books, he's, like, terrified and he does not like flying Mm -hmm. on Buckbeak. But then in the movies, he, like, loves it. (laughs) So it's very interesting. I guess it's more, like, entertaining if he loves it. Wasn't that the same with puts the name in or asks calmly (laughs) (laughs) he did not ask calmly all right 
Next question. Um, next one is, what is the name of the um, vicious tree that Harry and Ron drove into during Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? The uh, Whomping Willow? Correct. You're really good at trivia. <laughs> she is. Even though I only she read some of the books, she I got all watched one. The, all the movies really just like... Yeah, I'm impressed. What is Dumbledore's full name? Ugh. I don't know. I know it, and I know it's like... It's very, very random. long and weird. It's Albus Percival... Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. You have to say it though, like <laughs> Michael Gambon does. Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. <laughs> Why the Brian? He puts so much emphasis on the Brian. 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 When he comes to like Harry's defense in the fifth movie, mm-hmm. yeah, the fifth movie, he's like, <laughs> he does that, and I'm like, why? <laughs> why the inflection? <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny. He's really proud of that name. He is. It's a strong name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uncle Brian. Uncle Brian. <laughs> I feel like Wolfric is a little stronger than Brian. Yeah, I could understand passing Percival, though, because like, yeah. that's his dad's name. Yeah. But overall, good job, Natalie. Yeah, thank you. Very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for joining, and thank you for submitting. I mean... Thank you for waiting for coming on oh, after yeah. you submitted <laughs> October. Yeah, and then we were like, well, when are we going to have her on? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thank you for being here, and thank you for participating in that competition. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so you. excited. I'm going to make my mom and sister listen. <laughs> make everyone listen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Um, Please remember to follow, subscribe, and leave ratings and reviews for us. Um, We're pretty much found anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Yeah, and be sure to tune in next week when we have our Christmas episode. We'll be ungifting our gifts from each other. (laughs) And I'm really excited for Sam to see what I got her. (laughs) She made me stop buying her presents. (laughs) I'm scared that my gifts aren't going to measure up to your gifts. I know it's the thought that counts. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a good week. Yep. See you guys next week. Thanks. Mischief managed.